Today is August 21st, 2020, Friday of the 20th week in Ordinary Time, and you are tuned in to Deacon's Discussions and Drinks, episode 20. When I see you, my heart starts racing, but I don't know if I like this chasing and playing and waiting around. It's a shame that my hands start shaking all of the time when Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Deacon's Discussions and Drinks. I'm Deacon Tim Stout. I'm Deacon Dallas Kelly. I'm Father Nguyen. Hey, we're back. Welcome back to the studio, everybody. Good to be back. No Corona? No Corona. Corona. <laughs> That's a song. No Corona. Well, again, this week we're doing another call-in show. I know that's... Three, or, three in a row, but four in the last five weeks with one missed week due to corona. So, But hey, we're in the middle of a global pandemic, so getting guests is kind of difficult right now. But uh, next week we will have guests, plural, guests, plural, plural. I promise we'll, we'll also most likely be on the road. We will not be in the studio. Ooh. We'll be at a local establishment. We'll more about that later. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, the phone lines are now open six five seven three three two two six six seven. That's six five seven Deacons six five five seven three three two two six six seven. Call us, text us. Uh, we got some texts last week. We'll get to those as well today. Uh, I didn't realize that I had to look in two different places for the text versus the calls, but I've got that set up now so i can see both of those uh, so call text we'll wait and see if anything happens with the phones you can also text dallas he's the supreme 
message receiver receiver, receiver. messages. Father does a pretty good job of that too. You've got some good <laughs> good friends they can like to call in, I think. Or text in, not call in, but text in. So time for current events. Who wants to go first? Well, I kind of got two we can discuss for just a couple of minutes. All right, go uh, ahead. One of them is, uh, was it the nation of Ireland, Tim? The nation? The, about the priest ordination? in the Yes. Was it Ireland? It was. I believe it was Ireland, yes. The country or nation of Ireland will have one ordination next year for a priest, the whole nation. One. Wow. <laughs> But they'll have more bishops than that. Yeah, they'll have more bishops <laughs> <laughs> ordained or uh, I mean, or priests. That that's an astounding uh, statistic. It's I mean, it, it tells you the importance of vocations. Yep. And there is a vocation crisis going on. I mean, it mm-hmm. it had kind of gotten better, and now I think it's it's back where it's an issue. Um, you know, the 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 effect of the coronavirus on the on the seminaries too is yet to be determined. But it right. it, it obviously is going to have an impact. Well, isn't the thing I hear what the Diocese of New Hampshire? They have, let me see, seven ordination this year, the largest ever since the crisis. Seven. seven. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. Seven. What else you got? That's the, I mean. That's the other big, one was uh, there was a diocese in the United States that the bishop. Uh, told all the clergy, if your homily goes over <clears throat> five minutes, you could lose your preaching faculties. Where is this? Let me show, <laughs> I would love to find out. <laughs> where, where do we sign up? Where do we sign up? <laughs> I mean, I can write five-minute homilies all day long. Santa Fe. Santa Fe, New Mexico. Warns of preaching suspensions for homilies over the time limit, which was five minutes. Wow. And what's the na- nature behind that? Coronavirus. Is it? Oh, to keep people out? Yeah, they want to keep the services short. <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose. Well, it can be frightening. It can be. But, I mean, I've seen I've seen some good one-minute homilies. Yeah. So, I mean, it's possible. Obviously, five minutes is, I mean, a five-minute homily is not too terribly short. I mean, mine generally goes seven to eight. What about you? I've gave one homily over 10 minutes, so they're always under 10. <laughs> Less than 30 seconds. No, that's your fastest one, but on average, what are your... Average, without all those questions and walk around <laughs> teasing people, Yeah, probably seven minutes. I'd, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. What about Father A-Rock? Yeah, what about Father A-Rock? <laughs> you can ask him yourself. <laughs> I did text with him this week. He's out of the hospital. He's out of, uh, he's out of quarantine now, yeah. so he's oh, good. He? Yes, yeah. he's... I text because I, I told him I was praying for him, and he texted me back. And he says, "I'm Deacon Tim. I'm I'm COVID free." He's <laughs> sweet. He's very appreciated. Oh, I mean, you know, it's scary. I'm, I mean, it's scary for anybody, but it's especially for for somebody that's not originally from America mm-hmm. and doesn't have a lot of fa- doesn't have any family right. here. Right? His family's his parishioners, so it's got to be tough for him. So, good news, he's he's healed. <laughs> So y'all have something. You guys are Corona brothers now. Yeah, we got three now. So oh, who's the third one? Can you say Father McLaughlin, Anthony McLaughlin? He's an Irishman. He's in Northern, Northern Ireland. Huh. What parish is he at? Uh, Peter and Paul Danville. Okay. He came here from uh, Taylor, Texas. Smart guy. Taylor or Tyler? Tyler. Tyler. I knew what you meant. 
<laughs> so, do you have a current event? Yes, I do. You know, we uh, we opened our school. Uh, surprisingly, went very smooth, and everybody have a great time. Uh, kid was quite interesting <laughs> because they had to wear a mask. Um, they learning our teacher great. Um, Dan did a wonderful job, and we have a you know we subdivide the middle school out here at uh, Cardon. Um, so you know every day is a challenge. It's uh, people kind of mold into the format a little bit. Um, so our staff it worked tremendously well. The, the task force and you know everybody doing good. A little bit of buzz about <clears throat> being at Cardone. I, I saw. Uh, uh, Mr. Colley giving some tours Sunday after Mass to some folks who wanted to go over and take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's yeah, that's good, it, right? It, it, you know, despite what it is, things moving. Uh, like I say, everybody very nervous, nervous about it, you know, because it, it's so go against the governor. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Well, there's a lot going against the governor, right? I mean, even the... The Kentucky High School Athletic Association voted to continue. Yeah, the that was the other thing I couldn't remember. Yes. Yeah, voted to continue their the, the fall, fall sports fall. schedule. He that's that's what he was upset about. about yeah. it. And basically, what what I think they did is they they put the onus back on him. They knew that he was going to have to say give it the final approval, and so he's going to be the bad guy like he has been and every other, every check every other thing. Um, so school started on Wednesday. Start on Wednesday. So you're three days in. Three days in. Any uh, any glitches? No glitches. It went smoothly. Everybody complying to the policy. Is the cafeteria open? It cafeteria Just open. You serving know, meals mm-hmm. with proper protocol and all that good what stuff. What about the middle school over here with their meals? How they? I think they eat uh, brown pa- ba- brown bag. Brown bag. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a brown bag lunch. You get you you get however much you want that way. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and you're not getting any spinach from the lunch lady. <laughs> the healthy food, you're not getting the healthy <laughs> options. So, so it's good, you know. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it feel bad in a way. You know, everybody have to step up really hard. Um, and you know, I'll teach you a great spirit. So, thank God for that. No, I think that's uh, that's a testament to a lot of hard work, mm-hmm. right? But three days in, so we have to see what happens, right? I mean, it's. This is a crazy time. Every day is a new day. Every, every day is a challenge. Every day is a different thing going on. So let's 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 talk about something that's not a lot of controversy. Let's talk about the election. <laughs> 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 so that's my current event. I, I've got uh, I've got two documents here in front of me. They're both websites. I'm just gonna show you that I have them. Um, the first one I would I'm pretty sure everybody's seen this. U.S. bishops praise Trump administration for pro-life aid policy. Did you hear about this? Mm-hmm. And you heard about this, right? All over social media, a lot of people talking about it. Uh, you know, it has to do with uh, his position on stem cell uh, and abortion. Both those things are in here. But one you didn't see, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I'm going to read this one to you. I'm pretty sure you didn't hear this one. Trump honored by praise as pro-gay president after support from bishops on transgender and conscious policy. There you go. Probably haven't heard that one, have Mm -mm. you? No. And it's from the USCCB as well. So there you go. 
it's just just it to me it's it's interesting where you 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 hear a lot of things and then something that just if it goes against your politics or your mm-hmm. you're never going to hear it you're never going to hear it so um and it just shows you to me it shows you that that this president and the bishops have something in common they are not necessarily political in nature i mean Trump's not a politician. I mean, he's not a traditional politician. So he does things differently. The USCCB is not a political organization, right? It's the church. It's based on their teachings, and their teachings go across both political parties. And I think sometimes we forget that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you agree? Yep. I know you agree. You, you're over there. Just... I have to ponder on that a little bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> I agree that the church is not one political party. I agree, I agree with that. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, there's... This I said it well, last week. You have to agree with that. That's what we're supposed to believe. You know? That's correct. Yeah, I mean, I said it last week, and I'll say I'll say it again. Welcome to this election season because faith is going to be front and center. It yep. was front and center at the Democratic National Convention. I'm um, trying to figure out what is the definition of devout because <laughs> you've been hearing that word a lot. Devout, devout versus conservative. Catholic? When, when you, you hear say, that sometimes, When you right? say I'm a devout Catholic, what does that mean? Devout Catholic, in the tradition, definition, or standard people practice, I attend church regularly, if not every day or every week. And then I follow uh, to the best of my understanding sometimes, you know, do I really understand what the church teaches? But they follow the basically the fundamental, you know, hot button, um, you know, uh, gay marriage issues, abortion issues, um, sex outside marriage issues. That that is a general devout. Um, some do much more deeper understanding, re-educate a lot more, but that generally is a standard, you know. I mean, I know what it is. I'm just throwing it because you hear it. Well, I mean, I think through politicians, I'm a devout Catholic. So do you think a devout Catholic would have a public opinion about social justice issues? They probably not comprehend that, okay? Because you got to understand that the, the nature of the Catholic Church, we are massive, okay? Even the issue of social justice, you know— um, it, it section, you know, it, it break down into a certain era, you know. Back in the seventy, uh, we talk a lot more about social justice, talk about equality during that time, and then it died down much, and it go into a tradition, much more the rubric of the the legality within the church, you know. And then it, it go through cycle, but but in general, you know, the idea is, you know, right now. Many people still, you know, the, the, the conservative, the conservative very question about, you know, Pope Francis, for example. Some oh, of them absolutely. even criticize Vatican too, but the mere fact is they are caught up into a lot had to do with, with tiding to a tradition that refused to enter into conversation. You know, Pope Francis, my God, he is like the tradition. He is. But he focused on different, you know, aspect of it. Yep. Okay. No, and I think that's one of the things. Did you lose the camera feed? No, we're good. We're good? Okay. Uh, 
the I just don't social justice issues haven't been historically the big ticket items for Catholics traditionally. I mean, that's the way I would describe mm-hmm. it. I mean, and they're much more front and center now. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, oftentimes people in, in the general norm, when they present themselves as Catholic, they usually stuck with certain point of view, where they're coming from, who educate them. Okay. And they're all very well educate Catholic out there and they go much more deeper into certain profound conversation. Um you know, so so like I say, the the Catholic Church is so big. Largest charitable organization on the planet. Yep. And then and she she's very grounded, you know, in, in every theological debate conversation. We have a tradition of that. And and the teachings aren't based from a from an American or from a Correct. Ireland or Russian or Chinese or whatever perspective. <clears throat> they have to be, they're based from the or, or the particular time you're in. Mm-hmm. I mean, some That's things, why we're not Protestant. We, we, yeah. we are not pick and choose, which is is. <laughs> and it, it makes it, I mean, I think it really makes it tough for Catholics in America today that feel like they're devout. Mm-hmm. And you, they have... You know, let's face it, our bishop has been in the news lately, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that don't like what they hear from our bishop. But, you know, he's he's our bishop, right? right? And he's he's called, a, just like all bishops are, they're called a challenger. I mean, if, it's, if they're preaching the gospel and it challenges you, that's what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, the Catholic faith is not comfortable. It never meant to be comfortable, you know. When I went in seminary, there's this such thing called pastoral theology. You know how how like Pope Francis right now, how to bring people into a same table with each other, and complement each other, and talk a difficult conversation. Right. At least you know important to have to talk about it. You know when we we are so easy moved to a conservative, a liberal. You know those again, it's labeling, so I can. Like you or dislike you, right? You know, or Republican, Democratic. You know, there are people who say we should have a third or fourth party in this in this country. I don't disagree with that. You know? <laughs> but it, it's you know, it. Anytime you try to frame faith and theology in a political arena, you lose. I think. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you. You're awful. You're always quiet over there. <laughs> You don't agree with that? No, I, I don't disagree or just dis- not agree. You're just trying to take it all in. <laughs> just take it all in. I see we got some we got some angry faces coming up on Facebook. Oh, really? Yeah, some some angry ones. I saw, I saw them pop up there, but I'm okay with that. You know, hey, it's all, it's all good. You know, it could be worse. You could disconnect. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if you want to call in and you want to. Give us your opinion on these things. We're, we'll be more than happy to to put you online, and we'll talk about it. Six five seven three three two two six six seven. That is six five seven Deacons. You can text that number as well. Uh, last week, Gene Sparks texted into us, and we didn't read it on air. But Gene saying this is the only time she gets to see us because she's got to got to stay inside. Yeah. So we miss Miss Gene. 
Assuming she's not been working in the office either, has she? No, Jean fell and hurt herself, so combination. Yeah. So we've been praying for Jean. So prayers for you, Miss Jean, if you're listening tonight. We miss you. We miss seeing, miss seeing everybody, really. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the same for us. Obviously, when we walk to the back of church, we see people, we interact with people, we talk well, to people. Well, when we're sitting up on the sanctuary, you look out, you tend to know who all went to that Mass. Well, I can't see that far, <laughs> Cardo. Yeah. When we're at the altar, I could see a couple of people, and you know their mannerisms or, or their body size, and you're like, oh, there's – but other than that, you might see – I can't always see out there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's – Or who a, gets in your communion line. It's a, it's a different experience for us from our perspective, right. for sure. Uh, I think the biggest change for me with the outdoor mass is we. I can't hear the responses. Right. Uh, part of that, I think, is because the speakers are so loud. They're so close to us. I, I'm sure that maybe some of the folks out there can hear themselves praying, but we can't hear that. Mm-mm. We don't hear that. Yeah, because I think it's – we've talked about this before. Certain responses, like when you say the Nicene Creed – if you say it as a group, you can say it without even reading it. Reading it, right. But if you say it by yourself, you got to read it. <laughs> <laughs> or the or Gloria, when we recite the Gloria, or even the uh, uh, the St. Michael prayer at the beginning of Mass. I'm used to hearing people s- respond with me, but I can't hear any of that now. Yeah, I mean, it's the experience. is It's still Mass. I, I, I still feel very spiritual about it, but it is a different mm-hmm. experience. That's one of the reasons I said I think we ought to do incense and we ought to process in. We ought to change things up a little bit. So what are we going to do that, Dallas? As soon as he tells me to bring the incense, <laughs> I'll bring the incense. Bring the gong first. He wants the gong. wonder how that, that probably that would sound pretty good. heavy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Transporting that might be a problem. Calling all Knights of Columbus. Please report to I the can, sacristy to move the gong. I can hear that rolling around on the bed of my truck right now. That thing's big. <laughs> We had a couple other uh, messages from last week. Just want to kind of talk about those real quick. Uh, there was a message, uh, which I, when I reset the show today, it, it got rid of the message. But the gist of the message is, do, does, and we kind of touched on this with the schools, does the, the Catholic diocese have the right to continue to keep the school open? Can the governor shut it down? And I, I think the answer is he can't. He can't. He cannot. He cannot. Because um, I think if he could, he might have already. He might have already done it, yeah. <laughs> So I, I still think that our, our the four bishops in Kentucky, right? There's four, right? Four. The four bishops in Kentucky will make good decisions. If, if something happens that they need to shut the schools down, they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll take that step. They will revisit in conversation the first week of September and to discuss about that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've – one of the things I did listen to the Kentucky High School Athletic Association, they live streamed their board of control meeting. And one of the things that they talked about that I don't think has got it's it's been a topic, but it's the first time I really heard it discussed in detail a little bit. And it had to do with the mental impact on kids not going to school and not playing sports. And in high school, it's different from college, right? Because in college, like the NCAA uh, reported this week that students fall Fall season students will retain their eligibility. Right. A high school student doesn't retain his eligibility, right? I mean, they are they are done. They are done. Um, you know, if they're senior and the, the, they don't play football this year. They can play next year. They don't play next year. Is that right? Yeah. High school. I'm talking about high school. Oh, high school. Right. High school. It's, it's right. over. 
and the the mental side of that on kids you know athletics can be a tremendous motivator for a kid in a classroom yeah right and and not having that you know what that what that impact is on a kid is i mean i'm sure there'll be studies about that right oh right now believe me my key concern that that's a, there was um Spectrum News came to talk with us and try, you know, interview our school. And I was presented the fact that, you know, right now, I myself just one priest and dealing with four or five cases of people that are being affected by corona because of isolation. But the mental side of it. Yes, sir. I, I just imagine that to kids. And uh, uh, they they need to be in some type of person, encounter with friends and, you know, just being social distant, fine. At least we sit, you know, six feet apart, learn the same thing, interact in some capacity. You know, kids, I I stand, like a couple of days ago, you know, at, at the playground, two of our kids got stung by uh, a wops. <laughs> Was it the murder hornet? <laughs> a murder hornet, and of course. Uh, our ministry assistant, uh, Terry, came out and sprayed all of them. <laughs> but they have a great time. Every kid wear a mask. And they was live, you know, have a great time. But it, that is so important. Plus, uh, Tammy, uh, you got me thinking. I'm back when you were describing the Iron Man, and um, and I played sports in high school. Okay, and unless unless you played sports, maybe you you don't get it because you got some people that are anti-sport in high school. That's all you want to care about is the sports. But what it does to for you in life, you might not realize it at the time when you're that young, but it's incredible. And when you was describing training for the Ironman, I can remember many times and and uh, working out, you know, getting ready, for, you know, in practices and stuff. You know, every part of your body is telling your mind quit, and you don't. You've trained your mind to overcome all that your body is telling you. It's a powerful, powerful thing to overcome. And when you overcome it, the accomplishment you feel inside, that's life. Yep, that's true. You know, that's good that trains you for life. How life drags you down sometimes and your mind overcomes all that. That's that's training for life. And that's the way I look at sports that I went through. The amount of times I, I'm sitting here reminiscing in my mind that I wanted to quit how many practices where I just almost walked out the door because the training was so hard, but you don't. You overcome it and you just keep going. No, the, the mental side of training doesn't get enough credit. <laughs> you know, we always think of it as, it's, as physical, yeah. but it, mm-hmm. it, you feel like it's physical. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, even this morning, you know, I get up at 5.15 and go to the, the gym and work out. And I walk through and the guys I work out with, I'm like – I do not want to be here. And, the, and whenever I say that, the trainer always says the same thing. When we finish this workout, you're going to feel like a million dollars. And he's right. When you turn, when you're done, when you have that accomplishment done, you know you've accomplished something, both physically and to your point mentally. And I come from a time where they withheld water from you. They don't. They don't do that anymore because <laughs> of lawsuits. I Back then, days. I mean, you're puking your guts out. Can I have some water? No. <laughs> <laughs> no water for you. I, I remember those days. I remember training and, and playing football as a, as a kid in a Catholic grade school where uh, 
they used to do the bull in the middle. Do you remember that? To where you, they get surround you with players, and then you're in the middle, and then coach calls out a number, and that guy comes in, and they, you hit helmets. Yeah. I mean, you're getting. I remember getting stingers, <laughs> you know, in my <laughs> neck. But that's what the coach wanted, man. He wanted that helmet to helmet contact, and those things have, have changed. But you know, obviously that that encounter, you know, whether it's basketball or Ironman or whether it's cross country, which is a big sport for us at uh, St. John's, you know, that that mental side of it, it does it. I, I agree with that. That's a good, that's a good analogy. You, you, can, for even, life. you can even think about coaches just screaming at your kid and stuff. You know, a lot of parents sitting in the stands don't like that. But you're going to have bosses growing up that are the same way. <laughs> Tim, you're a boss. Are you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't no, want to walk under him. <laughs> no, no comment. <laughs> I think, but I think all my my employees love me. <laughs> you know, it, at least it, when I'm in front of them, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's funny that you you bring that up because I I think that's part of part of being a boss is also understanding that that side of it, the mental part of a job that a lot of people would only say is 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 physical. You know, I, I you know, I'm working in the construction industry, right? We our guys, it's very physical labor, um, but there's also a, a tremendous mental part mm-hmm. of it as well. And and as as a deacon and as a, as a Catholic, I try to live my faith at work. So I'm sure I can be overbearing, but uh, I do try to live my faith at work. So why'd you have to ask me that question there, Dallas? So, <laughs> thanks a lot for that. <coughs> Put me on the spot. Um. So what were we talking about there? You got me off kilter here. Uh, so that was one of the comments. Catholic Catholic schools was the comment. The other comment that we had was follow-up question from the week before on relics. So can we just take a couple minutes? Let me let me throw the number back up there. Yeah, for I was going to say somebody just commented on the Facebook. Give the number out. 657-332-2667. That's... Six five seven three three two two six six seven six five seven deacons relics. What we need to know about relics? Well, the question was you weren't. I forgot you weren't here that week. The week you were gone, somebody wanted to know what kind of relics we have at St. Francis or St. John, and I think our 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 response was we have some relics. We think they're around somewhere. <laughs> We're not sure where they are, but they wouldn't be like a class two relic. They'd be like a class three or class four relic where they touch something that touch something that touch something. I don't know. Um, when I came to St. John, you talk about the altar, right? Yeah, the altar relic. Yeah. yeah. So first of all, <clears throat> the original altar had been destroyed. Um, there are three stone that built into the altar, and they have relics in it. Uh, who is it? I have no idea. Um, the altar that was the original under Father Lee Trimber, which is <clears throat> a wood table. Uh, there's no relic in it. Because by law, um, Vatican II canonical had lived that, you know, is... is I Lift the requirement. Lift the requirement. It's kind of, you know... Make sure it's talking a lot more on the materials, uh, stone or hardwood, that kind of thing. But uh, in living on material. But anywho, I we have three stone have relics in it. So we got 
John Carter helped rebuild a new altar for St. Francis, part of a dedication 200 years, and I asked him to put it in, uh, in the altar. Uh, so it's back. You know, there's some tradition behind that. So I have, we have actually the rel- reliquarium from Cardone, uh, from a priest um, that gave it back to us. Because he bought it. Because unfortunately, when they sell things, they sell everything. Like Mary Catherine Tacken. Wow. The altar, you remember the the high altar where uh, uh, this is the Lamb of God, you know, on the high altar that we have. And and she bought that at the yard sale. The one that we have at St. John's. At St. John. You know, so it kind of sad, you know, what happened. So, So this priest, after he found out that I... We we bought uh, Cardone back. Uh, he gave it back to us. One of the was the thruffer, the incenser that we use right now. The thruffer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's from Cardone, and a reliquarium that he got from here. Well, there you go. Bring the Cardone thruffer back to Cardone, Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> I was busy <clears throat> doing something for that. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. Well, we're going to bring back the thoroughfare because the thoroughfare they were using is from originally from Cardone. Oh. So bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have a call. Hello, caller. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hello, Beverly? Hello. Hey, we have a call. Uh-oh. Hello. Hi Hello? Beverly. Hi Beverly. You have to turn your radio, turn your turn your computer down in the background. Hello. Turn my what off? The thing. I have I have to ask a question about Cardone. Okay. I want to know what classes did you move out there this year? We moved the middle school out here. Six, seven, and eight. Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right now. Where? What did you get rid of? Do you still have the trailers for the? Uh, or are you using them? Or are you moving those people into the building? At, she's talking about at St. John's. What did we do with the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade classrooms at St. John's? Yeah, we uh, we move other classes in it to make sure we have is it bigger uh, to sustain it. Actually, we have one uh, school. Buildings, which is the house, is unused because it's too small to accommodate the social distance. Okay. On the, the uh, thing, I see somebody came on and said that they wanted, want you to move out to Cardone, Father. Where would you live out there at? Yeah, there's a comment on the Facebook page that says, where's it at? Did you see that, Dallas? Yeah. Yes. I heard that Father Lynn might be moving to the house at Cardone. Any truth to that? And when will the house you're living in now go up for sale? <laughs> well, I can answer half of that. We don't. We don't own the house. We don't own the house. Uh, the possibility to move out here is still under conversation because oh. the danger for in me. Other to- words, you don't need to get in that big old building all by yourself. That's not the place for you. That little house is wonderful. That's where you should stay. <laughs> That's my opinion. That's my opinion. But it's dangerous, though. <laughs> when you live out here, you have a lot more accountability with fire alarm. People come to your door and knock, ask for keys. 
Uh, those are quite yeah. headache stuff. <clears throat> so it's gonna be a lot okay. of conversation required be that before I consider move out here, Beverly. Uh, you know, there's a lot of pictures on uh, on my iPad of the school children outside playing that. It looks wonderful. I'm yeah. so glad to see those little ones out there playing. Yes, ma'am. This is what we need. Yes, we need to get our children into school carefully. Yes, <laughs> just put them in there and and do that. I mean, I I'm 100. After being quarantined like I've been for the last few months, I'm ready to go nuts. I I'm ready to get out now too, but we won't be getting out. I guess. That's right. So we got yes, we can, we glad that we can take initiative to let our children back to school. Of course, with great concern and careful, all of that. But at least you you recognize it. Just like me, I saw them on the playground and and so happy to see them actually play. You know, actually see them play. Yeah. And do they have masks on at the playground? They have masks on. Wow. Yeah. And those doesn't well, they shake. All had masks on. I mean, well, I, I, masks. I just thought uh, it was wonderful. They were playing on the playground. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they were doing following orders just like they should. But uh, I remember I heard you were going out to Cardone with the older kids. I thought, well, they're going to move them out of those houses then? Because those houses, those rooms are small. Yes, ma'am. That, those kids out. Yes, that was the reason why we decided to uh, try out Cardone. You know, hope people have a chance to go out and see the building itself. Uh, our volunteer did a tremendous job. It looked fresh, it looked new and spacey. Uh, it just like a beautiful classroom. I know. I'm glad. Right, yeah. right, mm-hmm. right. Well, Father, I I will let you go, but I'm so glad to hear that you're back and you're safe and sound and and everything. I was worried about it when I heard about you, but thank you, ma'am. Time will tell all of us. Yes. So, yes. Have, have, have a good night the rest of the night. Okay? Thank you, Beverly. Thanks, Beverly. You're best. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Long-time listener there. Oh, yeah. Number one fan. Number one fan. Yeah, so that was a question. It actually, it said, I recently heard that the bishop wants you to move to Cardone instead of paying rent for the house. <laughs> <laughs> So the bishop probably doesn't have an opinion about that. They have no so, opinion. <laughs> so he's probably got more important things. He got more headache to deal with than <laughs> dealing with me. Yeah, there's another comment about... Uh, you want to read that one or you want me to? Don't? I'm all, I'm reading another text coming in. So. <laughs> I, I guess I'll get this one. The question, well, more of a statement. Doesn't agree with what the bishop said about Trump being anti-pro-life because of the broader separation of kids and parents at the border. you have any opinion on that? Yeah, you know, it's... The issues right now are quite touchy. You know, I'm here not to defend Bishop John, what he said, but he said a lot more than what people extract from it. Right. Yeah. Do I agree on the tone that Bishop John used? Probably not. I won't. Um... But he, what he said is not far from the teaching of the church, okay? Um, because from the political aspect of it, it's it just so overwhelming. You know, like anything, you say something, then you would be labeled for it. Well, I did it. Okay? I, I did it in a homily, right? Oh, yeah, you did it. <laughs> <clears throat> and I have to receive tons of complaint and on and on. And that wasn't my intent. Right. Right? I mean, my intent was to preach the gospel, mm-hmm. which, I, which you know, I still think I did a decent job of preaching the gospel, but— 
again, we frame all these issues in, in political terms. And that's like you said, they didn't, the, the quote that got out about Bishop John didn't take into context the whole discussion. Whole discussion. And again, you or I probably wouldn't have you choose, chosen the words that he did. We would have approached it in a different direction, but it's not far from what the gospel teaches. Right. So therefore, you know, it's, um, no, I'm sure what Bishop John learned his lesson. Yeah. Uh, actually, he informed all us, all us priests, and then he's saying, yeah, it's very important to careful with crafting words properly because media does not like take everything what you say but they take exactly two words you say and have a run with it and that's i mean that's <clears throat> part of the risk we run sitting around this table doing what we're doing right now right, right? there's mm-hmm. risk there's risk involved in that and i think sometimes you see dallas maybe be a little bit more quiet on the topic or me pause and choose my words carefully because you know, we've, we've got, <laughs> you're we've, just one word away from suspension. <laughs> yeah, we, we, well, and that's true. I mean, that's just, the, yes. that's the world we live in. Uh, you know, I have my opinions, you have your opinions, you have your opinions, and then we have the gospel that we try to preach. Mm-hmm. And most of the time those line up, sometimes people try to get those where they don't line up, whether that's how, you know, we frame a, a, a homily at mass and, you know, 80 Eighty percent of the people think it's a great homily, and twenty percent of it think it's the worst thing in the world. That's I, it, I shoot for fifty fifty. <laughs> I mean, if you hit fifty fifty, then you've done a good job, right? If you've got fifty fifty percent of the people that like it, fifty percent don't like it, then you've probably done a decent job. But I would like if anybody's out there, if you disagree. I mean, this is me. Y'all, y'all might have a different. If you disagree with a homily I'm given, email me. Let's talk about it. Right. Go ahead. I'd rather, you know, you've sent me emails. <laughs> Here, you said it. You answer them. Email me. Our, our email is on the bulletin. Uh, let's discuss what don't you like about it, and, you know, we'll have a conversation. Yeah, and if you want to have it privately, then great. If you And this forum is, too. If 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 you've heard something or you have a question about the teach, one of the teachings of the church, this is an opportunity to, to voice that, voice that, that question. question yeah. You know, the gospel— the gospel's complicated. It's not. It's not easy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if it's, I always say, if if you're living your faith and it's easy, it's not worth living. <laughs> then, you're, then something is wrong somewhere. That easy button that used to be popular. I I preached about that one time. I actually brought oh, I the easy button. That, yeah. in. Now, bam! I wonder, Kelly, if you're listening, where's the easy button? I'm like, now I got a text. I, don't I got a text, and it says Deacons, short for Drug Enforcement Agency Convicts. <laughs> What's that mean? I don't know. I is just, is that know, what deacons right mean? Now, that's what it says. Deacons, drug <laughs> drug enforcement agency convicts. convicts. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I would tell him who's in it, but I no, he might not appreciate it. <laughs> Y'all know him. <laughs> we have nothing to do with the drug enforcement agency. <laughs> just, just, just for the record. But then, you know, I'm going to articulate a little bit more. You know, we live in a culture extremely sensitive right now. A uh, coronavirus ain't help either. And all, you know, the campaign and, and election year. It's the perfect so, tsunami. The perfect tsunami. Yeah. And everybody kind of on edge. If I need to advise, you know, we have to back off a little bit, go deep into the mystery of the faith that we have, and pray a little. <laughs> you know, pray a little. Um so right now it's easy. It's easy to choose side. Either you're conservative or liberal. Either Republican, or Democratic. Okay, um, 
Well, I know you might find this hard to believe, but I've talked to people that don't like me, <laughs> that don't like you, mm-hmm. that don't like the bishop. I don't think I've talked to anybody that doesn't like you yet, Dallas. Everybody, so love, you got everybody love Dallas. I don't find that hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> you got some work to do. You got to make some people not like you. But I mean, that's, you know, and, and, and I posted about this on Facebook this week. You probably saw the post. You know, we're human beings. We make mistakes. We're not angels. We're, we're, we're not, not angels. We're not angels. And that go. No, we're not. We're not <laughs> angels. And that that happens with the bishops too. The bishops are 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 humans. They're people. Mm-hmm. You know, and and we like to think that that we're perfect or our viewpoints are perfect. And when someone, whether it's a priest, a deacon, or a bishop, that doesn't line up with the way we think, then all of a sudden they're not perfect anymore. Exactly. They've they've ruined our faith, my perspective of my faith, and and what I said in my Facebook post is, is your faith is not in a bishop or a deacon or a priest, your faith is in Jesus Christ, and you have to live that. You have to live your faith through Jesus Christ, not through me or you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know, one other thing I mentioned again uh, is for yourself, you right? Know. No, absolutely. We live so quickly in reaction instead of contemplation. Uh, you know, it's so quickly. The idea, if I need to challenge everybody, go learn more about Donald Trump. Learn more about Joe Biden. You know, just learn more of what they stand and what they are. Learn more about Bishop John, you know. Um, yeah, we all make mistakes. But the idea is that I'm, I'm going to just re- reflect back to the current situation right now. It's so intense. And we, we choose to react instead of being proactive Toward peace, love, and friendship. You know, those are the key. You know, right now we pick friends for those who like the way I say. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that's not the gospel. So we all quest for truth. No, and, and one of the comments on Facebook says, does the church stand with Biden? No, the church does not stand with Biden. It doesn't stand with Trump. The church stands with Jesus Christ. Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, I, and I told you this, Tim, before. My fishing partner, who I fish with, I've known him since high school. We were good friends. Every single moral issue I believe, he believes the opposite. <laughs> but you all still fish together. We're still friends. Yeah. We've been fishing and hunting for years together. Yeah, and I think, you know that's, that's true, yeah. no. I mean that that's something that's uh, that's lost in this world, and and really, I think it kind of started with Rush Limbaugh. I mean, it, and and you're laughing when I say this. Do you remember his radio station when when Clinton was president? It it's always started off with America held hostage, and then day whatever of the Clinton presidency. Right? No, I don't remember that. I, I never. Li- I listened to him some, but. He came on, I think, like twelve to three or something. And when you're working, it's hard to hear. <laughs> and this is this is something I, you know, when when Trump was elected, I had some conversation with some folks, and one of the things I said was, "America is not going to end with the Trump presidency. America didn't end with the Obama presidency. America did not end with the Reagan presidency or the Bush one or Bush two presidency. You know, in our faith, definitely." should not hinge upon who the president is. Exactly. If anything, if if the guy that you want to be president is not elected to the job, it should embolden your faith. It should call you to be more, to live your faith more and be more vocal about your faith, not about your politics, but about your faith. Yep. 
way. You're all getting text messages. Yeah. I can tell. I can. I can tell. You keep talking. We're getting. We're getting. I, I can look. We got uh, ten thumbs up, three hearts. <laughs> That's from your adoring viewers, Dallas. <laughs> and we got some. Angry we got faces. the angry faces. Those are yours, Adore. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the people that really love me. Father um, Lynn, he's, he's the thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> so no calls. Uh, somebody wanted the number. Uh, we put it up there. What was the number? 657-332-2667. That's 657-DEACONS. I get that number for free. That's why it's And I don't have a fishing okay. report this week, so... Uh, so what what we'll do? Let's do this. Let's go to Saint of the Day. We're a little early for Saint of the Day, but let's go Saint of the Day. And if you want to call, it's six five seven Deacons. Spell it out, and it might be hard for people to spell it out on their phones these days. I don't know six five seven three three two two six six seven. All of our lines are open. You can text. They're all open. There's nothing coming in on that. But we will talk about the Saint of the Day. Pius the tenth. Pius the tenth. Before we push yeah. the button on Pius the tenth, Dallas said, "The saint of the day is a is a schismatic leading <laughs> pope." <laughs> well, he's not, he's not he's not. But the people that follow him, the SSPX, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're in schism, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was some agreement on that. Something happened recently on that, right? Dallas some healing. Some healing. The, the SSPX. There was something that happened recently on that. You're talking about the they're they're having the same crisis we've had. No, 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 no. That we recognize something from the uh, Pope Francis recognized the ordinations or something. Well, their ordinations, I believe, are 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 valid. They're just illicit. Am I saying that right? You know, they they have true priests because, uh, but they're still separated from the church because they they believe the last true pope was today's. Saint, saint of the day, day. <laughs> Pope's, Pope St. Pius This is Franciscan X. Media's Saint of the Day for August 21st. Today we celebrate Pope St. Pius X. Born into a poor Italian family in 1835, Joseph Sarto was elected Pope at age 68. Ever mindful of his humble origins, he was often embarrassed by the splendor of the papal court. Pope Pius was intensely interested in politics and encouraged Italian Catholics to become more involved politically. One of his first papal acts was ending the supposed right of governments to interfere in papal elections. Pius X is perhaps best remembered for his encouragement of the frequent reception of Holy Communion, especially by children. In 1910, he declared that children had reached the age of reason at age seven and should therefore be permitted to receive the Eucharist. On the 11th anniversary of his papal election, Europe was plunged into the First World War. Pius had foreseen it, but the war's impact troubled him deeply. Blessed with great empathy, he understood the trials of life, and his great heart wanted to comfort everyone. I would gladly give my life to save my poor children from this ghastly scourge, he said. The Holy Father died in 1914 and was canonized in 1954. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Pope St. Pius X. You know, there was a story about Pope Pius X. You know, even though he moved down to 10 years old to receive communion, there was a kid that was at- attending the Pope paper, you know, Mass. And the kid came knock on his, uh, his robe and say, 
can I receive communion? And he's only four years old. And the Pope asked him, what do you expect to receive? He said, Jesus. And who is Jesus? He said, God. So the Pope tell his mom, bring him back next day so he can give communion. There you go. Is it interesting? That is. <laughs> Good story. Read, go read about Pope St. Pius X. And we've got a caller. So here we go. Here we go. Why am I, I'm cutting in and out. Oh, must be my cable. <laughs> Sandy Gogol. Hey there. Hey, Hi there. Well, welcome to the show. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So I got a question for you. From last week, you guys were talking about that people, uh, the majority of people weren't going to mass on Sunday because of they were fearful. Uh, right? So we, well, some people are, yeah. I won't, I won't say, I don't know how, what the percentage is, but obviously there are some people that are scared to be in a public setting. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I was just going to share that the reason why I wasn't going to the Sunday mass was just the, um, I guess it is a little bit of fear of like not wanting to offend anybody, which those of you who know me probably find that kind of shocking that I actually am concerned about offending people, <laughs> but just the, um, not being comfortable about the whole, um, I guess, so many more new rules that we are supposed to be doing. Part, say that again? New new rules? We... Yeah, you know, like the masks. Uh, some people are in cars. Um, how you're supposed to take communion now. No holy water. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think... I won't. I won't say there's a lot of new new rules. Obviously, at the beginning, we were doing drive through communion. We're not doing that anymore. It's walk up communion. Um, can't take communion on the. You're strongly encouraged not to take communion on the tongue. Uh, you do have to have a mask when you're in the communion line. Uh, but, I mean, I think that's gone pretty well. I think from my expectations, uh, communion goes very smoothly. There, there is no holy water. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, so there are there are some changes, uh, and you know we talked about that earlier about how even for us being looking up on the the, the steps at Cardone and looking out how it's a different experience for us. So don't want to minimize the the changes, Andy. There obviously there are a lot of changes that affect uh, the mass and and how one perceives it. I mean, do you agree with that? Father? Oh, definitely. The you know just. Being doing the mass outdoor alone, you know, we're doing almost what five months, just uh, about. Well, we've been here twenty, I think twenty-two weeks is what uh, when we started this show. So we did a month or so at uh, where we live stream. So mm -hmm. being outdoors, probably three months, maybe three months. This that in itself affecting a lot, you know. No, I mean, I think that's one of the things that. For me, every because that's the only way we're celebrating. You're celebrating. You celebrated. You have celebrated mass in the church. In church, I, I haven't. I, you have. I haven't. Uh, so my experience, Andy, has only been outdoor at Cardone, and it has it has it has changed my perception of of mass. I won't say I've forgotten how to do the, the old way, but I'll definitely make some mistakes <laughs> when we get back into church. But you know, it's it's to me, it's like the difference between. Going to a weekday, going to a weekday mass, 
and going to a Sunday, Sunday mass. Uh, you know, there's a difference between those two things. Or going to St. Francis versus St. John's. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the kind of the way I that that I envision envision that. So it's kind of hard to hear what you guys are saying, but I think Tim, what you said was that the difference between going to outdoor mass and going to mass at St. John's is the same as, or similar to say going to St. John's and St. Francis. It's a different experience. Yes. Gotcha. So if there were people that were wanting to go to mass, but were concerned about not following the correct uh, protocol, what would you be? What would, what words would you say to encourage everybody to just give it a try? Give it a try. Come come to mass. Uh, you know, I, I think that's one of the things that we. Ha- I think we've all experienced. I, I've experienced people that that have come up without a mask on. You know, we want people to wear a mask, but I'm not going to refuse to give somebody communion because they don't have a mask on, right? Right. Uh, you know, if somebody uh, doesn't. Uh, doesn't understand kind of the flow of how we we do communion or if they were sitting closer than six feet that's we have some ushers out there to help folks with those uh, guidelines that we have and i think that's gone relatively smoothly Uh, we've got a lot of volunteers out there trying to help make sure that the experience is as reverent as possible uh, but it also as comfortable as possible because you know I, i think for us it it got really real for us, and we said this last week when Father Lynn had a positive test. It mm-hmm. became real right. for real for us, and it changed our perspective of, about not just you know the reverence of mass, but but what the requirements are, what what we've been asked to do, what the guidelines are, and the importance of those things. Uh, so it it is it is different, uh, but I would encourage folks to to come to mass. Uh, you can sit in your car. You can hear out in the parking lot. Uh, it's very clear back in the back. Uh, there's a lot of ground that, that you can be spaced away from someone. You can come to mass and not, not receive communion. You know, the, and, and, and if you don't feel comfortable, you can stay at home and watch the live stream. The dispensation is still in place. will be in place, I think, for a long time. Yeah. But I do, for but, me, for me I, I would encourage people to come to Cardone because I'm, I'm confident about the security, safety-wise, from the health point of view. Um, but I, I do fear for those who, who stay home way too long, you know, and, and they put a lot of pressure on them. On themselves. On themselves, and, and, and I'm real concerned about that. I think we do have a great community. Uh, the place we worship, extremely safe. I, I'm confident of that. And so I would encourage people, those, take a, you know, take a leap of faith and come bring a chair and, and have that experience and, and, and comment after that. Yes, I'd invite, Sandy, I invite you to think that, uh, think about it, uh, no matter what rules are in place, the sacrifice is still on the altar and Jesus Christ is in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. We need the guy starting to sing it. (laughs) Come follow me. Yeah. I couldn't actually hear everything that you just said, Dallas. I think it was you talking, but 
yeah, you, you gave me a little bit more confidence to go ahead and just give it a shot and Jesus, see what the Holy Spirit leads you to. Jesus is in the Eucharist. Come. That's basically what I said. Jesus is in the Eucharist. Yeah. Come, come. We must. It must be a little bit of a squirrely connection on the phone. I apologize for that, Sandy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get going here, so because I can't hardly hear you guys. But you guys go on and talk about whatever saint you were going to talk about. And we'll enjoy the rest of the program. All right. Thanks for calling in, Sandy. Thanks, Sandy. Good to hear from You're you. You're welcome. Any more callers? No more callers. Real quick question. You ready for a question? Sure. Sure. I want to know, if is there a time that non-Catholics can receive communion? If so, what is that consideration? There is a time, I mean, the period of time. No, is there, is there any time, a basic, I think it's asking, is there any time you can give a non-Catholic communion? No. No. What's your answer? I believe if they're on their deathbed and they, they want a fast conversion and they acknowledge they believe in the Catholic Church. and That's different. I, yeah. Well, they, they, that's they become t- Catholic already. <laughs> <laughs> then, they're not, then they're not non-Catholic. I believe if you're—and I don't—you'd have to read the catechism, see how it's worded. But uh, I believe the only time is if they're on their deathbed and they, they profess the Catholic faith. Why do they have to be on a deathbed? They can profess Catholic faith and they would be communion. Then they'd be Catholic. As well, they so profess, that right? Yeah. <laughs> That's important. So, well, they'd you, have to be you baptized, can... too. Huh? Nothing starts before baptism. So oh, yeah. Have to you be know. Baptized. What if they were uh, Baptist? They wouldn't, they wouldn't have to start with the baptism at that point on their deathbed, right? You know, we have a quick version of RCIA. At that instant, well, we I mean, see the food the, is— the pastor can— do it however he basically he makes the decision. You can bring in somebody tomorrow without RCA. It's yeah, I uh, uh, brought as as a person they, in. But they wouldn't be – they would be Catholic at the time mm, of receiving. Before they receive communion. They, they profess all their faith in Jesus Christ, and it's exactly the way we do it. And they being But union. they would have to be baptized. Oh, yeah. That's the first sacrament mm-hmm. before all right. other sacraments. Have to be baptized. Have to be yes. Catholic to receive communion. communion. Now, there's been a lot of people that haven't been Catholic that have received communion. Yeah, but they don't receive the fullness of the grace. Right. You know, right. we we speak about that. You know, even you know, Catholic come up receive communion in the state of mortal sin. You know, they they receive communion. Well, we don't mention any politician, um, <laughs> but you know, they came up receive communion as a as a social activity. They don't receive the fullness of that grace. Right. You know, grace is when you... Well, they don't... Actually, they don't receive any grace. No, right. they don't. Because Zero. You, you're in the state of mortal sin. Now, God can work outside of the sacrament to bring them back. But as far as the sacrament, they receive zero grace. That's right. From the dispensation of what the, the church provides, you have to stay in the fullness of grace before you receive God's grace. Great question. Good, good conversation. I love outdoor mass at Cardone. I hope we can continue it after all this COVID stuff is over, which is funny because if somebody came to me six months from now and said, hey, could y'all do an outdoor mass? I'd say, <laughs> <"Get Yeah."> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can do that stuff in our sleep, you know? And then I think back to the big mega mass we did out of double stink that we planned for like three months, months. for. <laughs> so yeah, we, we can do it. <laughs> so would you say, well, we will not be back at St. John's 
on Sunday until there's no more six foot social distancing? Well, you know, something which I did, I need to mention again, one of my key concern uh, was happened indoor mass, right? That's where I got coronavirus. And other people in that mass has it. One mass. With mass and everything. So, unfortunately, right now, in a situation like this, outdoor mass is the best way to go. Greatly, we're not the only one doing that. You know, many right. churches right. in Carolina, in New Hampshire, they're all outdoor now. You know, I'm sure they, they worried the issues on, you know, snow. <laughs> I saw a parish in Louisville posted a, a picture of a huge outdoor tent. And they said, announcement coming tomorrow. Like, oh, well, they're going to have outdoor mass. It wasn't. That's They're moving their lunchroom outside. That's how they're doing their lunchroom <laughs> at their school. So Catholics are getting real good at having outside mm-hmm. Activity. activities. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to get cold, though. Yeah, it'll be okay. As you, you know, remember when we first started, everybody questioned about. It's going to get dark. It's going to get rain, <laughs> so, right? Well, we're going to move mass back to noon, right? <laughs> so we get out of the darkness of the morning when, when the time <laughs> changes. <laughs> We'll we'll work we'll work through it. We'll work we'll work through it. What was the mortal sin? The question. So like I think what we were talking about there was if if someone is in a state of mortal sin that mm-hmm. they have committed a mortal sin that they have not gone to confession and they present themselves for communion where obviously the the priest doesn't understand or the deacon doesn't understand or the minister of communion doesn't know that they're not in a state and one we're not going to refuse communion anymore. Right, we can't right. refuse right. communion. So. They are in a state of mortal sin. They do not receive the grace of the sacrament, whatever the mortal sin is. You know, think, think, think about this. You know, it's very easy. You know, I can speak this language very clearly. You know, for me to become U.S. citizenship, okay, that means I receive the full benefit to being U.S. citizen, right? If I come here living, you know, out of this country, and they don't receive all the benefit. So the concept of grace and mortal sin in, in is, is the same concept, okay? I'm not just saying live in the United States, undocumented of mortal sin. Right. Don't, don't quote right. me on that, okay? But the idea is the same similarity. You don't receive the full benefit of what that grace would given to you. Okay? Uh, I, I understand what you're saying, correlation. You're, you're missing out on... You're missing out on the best part, right? That's mm-hmm. the best. Which, that's why. That's why we're Catholic. Those graces. The grace is phenomenal. Got anything else over there? I think we're good on. We're good. We updated. <laughs> the birds, the air, the music makes the mass so awesome. And you know what else makes things awesome? Your all's contributions. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate everybody that's that donates to the parish, supports the ministry. SSFJ.org, SSFJ.org. You can support all the ministries electronically. Highly encourage it. I switched to it during the corona and uh, don't ever have to worry about it again. That's right. Never, 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 never miss a collection now. <laughs> so it's good for me. It's good for the church. Uh, highly, highly, highly recommend it. Go to ssfj.org where you can specify a one-time contribution, weekly contribution, uh, any type of special contribution. You can do it there. So 
Do it. Hey, next week. Are you ready for this next week? I'm ready. Next right. week. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Next week, we are going to have Dwayne and Chrissy Ellison on the show, and we're going to talk about the Finley 5K, and we're going to do it live at Galvin's. So we're cool. going to try something different. Excellent. We invite you to Galvin's. I mean, yeah, yeah. watch and, and have a meal and a drink or whatever. Yep, and we'll we'll figure out if we can take live questions uh or you can text questions. We'll have the, the the plan is to have the exact same show we have here, have it on 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 site at Galvin's, where we can drink real really. Not that your beer is not good, Dallas. But it's free. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be free next week. Cause, it's free cause, for you. It ain't free for me. Well, Father Lynn's going to open up a tab. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know it. You just yeah. Told he's me. gonna. We're gonna open up a tab for the production staff. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll get to say for the first time live. Uh, remember to tip your bartenders and your servers. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it should be good. We get. We'll hear. We'll hear. Hopefully, the the story about uh, Finley, uh, the impact that uh, Finley's had, obviously, on Dwayne and Chrissy and their family, and what they've what they've done with with that and the Finley 5k yep. and and just a it'll be a, it's a great story um and it it has had a huge impact on this community of of Scott County so i'm excited about it i think it'll be good and you know we'll learn a little a little bit more about uh Wayne and Chrissy and you know cuz usually when you see them they're if you're at the race or the event you know there's 5000 plus other people there Hard to, you can't really talk to them or you hear their story online. It might be a 30 second spot or a two minute spot. We're going to give them an hour. Cool. So, should be oh, fun. Great story. Yep. So, next week, join us. There'll be more details. We'll put some more details up on uh, the Facebook page. So, and if you got any questions or comments, you all know how to get a hold of us. Dallas, can you give us a oh, blessing to get it? Can you give us a blessing to get us from this point today, Friday to next Friday? <laughs> That's what I want. I want I want a good blessing to carry me on. Okay. May the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And with, and your, with spirit. your spirit. And may Almighty God bless us all here in the studio and everyone out there listening. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Until next week, live at Galvin's. I'm Deacon Tim. I'm Deacon Dallas. I'm Father Lynn. Good night, everybody. Good night. Did you ever stop and think Why spend too much time Just getting ready Let me be honest I don't know a single thing That I haven't done To make you notice me Let me be real here When I see you my heart starts racing But I don't know if I like this chasing And playing and waiting around it's a shame that my hands start shaking all of the